0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boom, boom.
1: What's going on, Broncos country? MHI, Luke Patterson. And finally, back in the house after my Shrine and Senior Bowl trips. I uh, Appreciate the patience and the hiatus. And with me today is Thomas Hall. We've got a big announcement here in a couple minutes, Tom. But thank you for joining yes, MHI. I really, really appreciate it, buddy.
2: Yeah, I love being here. You know, I've, I've filled in a few times, so it's always been great. I enjoy uh, talking with you. I enjoy talking football. So I'm excited
1: excited and that's the cue that's the that's the theme of this show rather (laughs) excitement because i haven't got to talk about the broncos new head coach sean payton i've been you know out there on twitter i always let my opinion know be known at least on twitter facebook (laughs) or whatever not a lot of guessing work when it comes to me um so i definitely want to talk sean payton i want to hear your reaction i want to reach out to broncos country and hear their reaction but first things first huge mhi programming note. Thomas Hall is now the official new co-host of MHI on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Mountain. You can also find Thomas Hall, Legends of Mile High podcast every Friday morning, bringing you, I I would say, um, historic value to what this Broncos franchise has meant in the past, what it means in the current and where it's going in the future. And then a brand new pilot, brand new show with Ron White's Orange and View Blue Thomas, all of a sudden, man, one show became three. I don't yeah. know if I should call you Nick Kendall or Tom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. I love it. I love doing the podcast, and uh, so anytime I can uh, get on the air with with someone and, and chat or even you know, do my show, I love it so i'm i'm all for it and i'm happy to be joining uh mile high insiders
1: yeah you are a mile high insider my friend we're gonna get you a hat get you a shirt a hoodie make that stuff official broncos country be sure to get your own hoodie hat t-shirt huddle up pod.com get your swag on uh the fellas from all the shows are gonna have their merch up really really soon we're gonna get some updates and thomas and i man we've got a lot of exciting stuff a lot of exciting ideas um one thing that i absolutely love about you thomas is we're able to work together very well because we're able to disagree just like nick and i and for all those folks wondering what happened to nick nick's on a vacation right now a beautiful vacation that he deserves in hawaii with his lovely wife and nick is not going anywhere folks he's still locked on the broncos here at mile high huddle and uh he's got building the broncos with carl Dumler every tuesday night at 6 p.m he's got broncos for breakfast and he's going to be continuing his Falcons coverage with Scott Kennedy as well. So Nick's not going anywhere. We're just doing a little bit of a podcast shakeup. And it's all good news. It's all good things. It helps keep us fresh. Occasionally we do this a Mile High Huddle for a time or two. And Nick and I have been together for two, three years now doing this podcast. We originally started on Saturday nights where you're at right now, Tom, with Ron. And thankfully to Broncos country, we were able to take off and finally hit prime time right around training camp last year. But you and I were out there at training camp last year. We started kicking some ideas around. And the most important thing I think that needs to be said when you're talking about life football politics share your opinion but let let the other opinion be heard as well uh it's okay for friends to disagree it's okay for family to disagree and um these disagreements at the end of the day should not be the definition of who we are as human beings That's so right. it's okay to debate it's okay to each other and we're gonna do plenty of that here on mhi again thomas hall new official mhi podcast co-host with yours truly luke patterson every wednesday night at 6 p.m mountain and we're gonna have a hell of a show guys and uh, garth night <laughs> our guy is coming right back in here man with some support what's up garth hope you're doing well buddy the stash is on mile high insiders good to see you tom and luke garth you're exactly right it was the first thing i told thomas when he came on because thomas and i did a show about a month ago he had a beard going it was glorious (laughs) And I saw that mustache and was like, damn, dude, that thing is on point. The mustache. I hope it stays. Tom, will
2: it stay? I don't know. I keep going back and (laughs) forth. So I keep getting all these uh, great comments. So I I don't know. It's going to have to stick around for a little longer at least. I was telling, I was telling
1: Tom, I've grow, I'm growing my hair out now and I don't want to like bother anybody with my long hair. So I got a hat on right now, but I'm trying to learn how to do hair too. So if you have any tips for a grown man, putting their hair up uh, that doesn't involve their wife or daughter helping them, I would appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to some football. This is MHI with Thomas hall, your new podcast co-host with yours truly. And I uh, had a great trip, Tom, saw some really good prospects, uh, yeah. senior bowl, At the Shrine Bowl, it was a lot of traveling, four or five states in four or five different days. And uh, the NFL draft is right around the corner, but I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you I was completely distracted at the Senior Bowl. Day one of practice, when the news comes on, Sean Payton is going to be named Denver Broncos head coach, as the Broncos agreed, in principle, and that deal is done now, right, with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, what was take me back, where were you? (laughs) Because I was right in the bleachers, sitting next to some very notable folks in this business. Everybody's phone's going off, and it ruined practice. I mean, the rest (laughs) of my notes went kaput. Everybody started doing videos. Uh, Like, I was thrilled. Sean Payton was my number one candidate. I couldn't believe it. It was a roller coaster of an interview and hiring process. But what was your reaction to Sean Payton, at least those initial reports last week, um, being named Broncos head
2: coach? I mean, as a coach, I'm like that. He's a he's awesome, right? Like I was uh, pretty stoked from the coaching perspective. I have made my opinion known about a little bit of uh, character concerns in the past from him. But let's uh, hear it. Let's hear it. What kind oh, of? character Oh yeah, cons- I mean, uh, well, Bounty Gate for one is uh, you know that that, that little Greg large. That was Greg Williams. Greg <laughs> uh,
1: Williams with the two G's, right? Yeah, yeah, like my yeah. guy Stokely likes to say, right? Greg yeah, yeah. Uh, Williams. You're right, though. I I, I think I don't want to just brush over that because. Sure. um it is a part of history. It's a fact. And Sean Payton brought that up. He didn't bring a bounty gate, but he alluded to the NFL commissioner and the NFL, not really being a fan of his, at least in his introductory press conference. So I think you've got solid legs to stand on when you say you've got a few concerns. It's not all sunshine and roses, yeah, yeah. Luke, like there could be a problem area or two.
2: Yeah. For, as a coach, like I said, I mean, it's, this is a great, a great uh, deal. I mean, God for nothing. Uh, basically, And, uh, you know, his, he's had a tremendous amount of success, but, you know, like I said, I like to, when you're coaching these young players, you know, you got people coming right out of college, young, young men that are still, you know, becoming who they are, so to speak. And you've got someone that had, you know, Bounty Gate in his, his past. Not only that, he tried to, you know, cover up the investigation. So that's another mark. I mean, we just watched on Monday night football, somebody almost died on the field. So, you know, yeah. having somebody get injured and being rewarded for injuring was, it was a, you know, a bit of a, it took me a bit to get past that. And and so that's why he was never my number one candidate uh, mostly because of that. Um, and then, you know, the whole, the reason he left from uh, the saints kind of caught my eye a little bit. I was like, well, he kind of jumped ship there at the, you know, when things are starting to look bleak. So those are the, those are a few of the reasons why, I had some concerns about his moral makeup, but as a coaching goes and I can, you know, people learn from their mistakes, right? They learn from their mistakes. He could be like, uh, you know, going, getting past that uh, different person. And, and, you know, that, that always happens. So, you know, I can't, I'll see what happens on the field. I doubt they're going to have another bounty gate, obviously, but uh, hopefully he, um, you know, he seems like a Seems like a straight shooter. Seems like a guy who uh, comes out and says what he what he feels. And uh, that's, you know, it's going to be a whole different ball game in uh, in Broncos country, in from my opinion
1: that's a very fair assessment because you're giving you're you're giving reasons for concern you're giving areas for optimism and i think that needs to be fair Uh, it's hard not to for me to just fall all over sean payton because we've been wandering the desert forever and ever and finally there's (laughs) an adult in the room um Hands up if anyone's ever been dishonest before in life, <laughs> uh, you know, and and granted, you know, Sean Payton was, I think, 42 years old when Bounty Gate happened. But you're never too old to learn from your mistakes. Um, I don't think it's something he hides from. I think it's something that he's obviously gotten over. Uh, the NFL's obviously gotten over. We'll see. All right. We'll see yeah. what NFL commissioner Roger Goodell thinks of the rest of the Denver Broncos now that Sean Payton is in charge. But you're getting a man with pelts on the wall. me period um and more than just a super bowl victory this is a man that can change a culture and when he went into detail talking about changing culture with the saints from the equipment with towels to club dub right with the with the radio and i want the i want the visiting team or excuse me the home team to know when we're on the road that we're celebrating that we're creating culture in all these different areas I absolutely loved it because to me, that wasn't coach speak. That wasn't PR presenting a piece of paper saying, go read this. He f- spoke from the heart and he spoke from his right off the cuff. And I absolutely respect that and love it. Uh, Drake Wally. What's up, man? Coming in with a generous four ninety nine super. Thank you for joining the new look MHI yes, with Thomas and Luke saying, what's <laughs> up, fellas? So which wide receiver will benefit most from the Peyton hire? My opinion, it's Cortland Sutton. The guy is a freakish athlete.
2: Thanks, Drake. Man, that, we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming in with that. Uh, I'll jump in here. I, I think every wide receiver is going to benefit. I mean, we've had some pretty. Uh, the coaching last year was pretty suspect. So you you got a uh, you've got some, uh, you know, some pretty good uh, track record for Sean Payton. You got Michael Thomas, who was a second round draft choice, just like Cortland Sutton. Uh, mm. You know, he, he's going to find ways to use sutton and judy the way they should have been used to begin with in my opinion under hackett they were they weren't used correctly right out of the gate uh it was more of a stereotype type use as as opposed to actually getting those people in the right position to play i mean oh corlin sutton's a big guy athlete we should make him the number one wide receiver put jerry judy in a different spot i I think they should have flipped it. i think should have had jerry judy in the number one spot to begin with and have sutton uh have um, you know have that person have Sutton being uh, used a little bit differently that fit his strengths doesn't have to be the you know that number one big wide receiver because you know you need to get separation uh you know off the line and you know just because you're big you're not getting uh, separation off the line you know yeah you know not always Judy could get separation he's not big but he's so quick he was able to get separation and we saw that happen the last few games so yeah I think Sutton is going to be huge I think he's going to be even farther removed from his injury. And hopefully that, uh, hopefully that helps, but yeah, he, I mean, I'm looking for a big year for something. He should have had a big one last year, but it uh, didn't happen. As long
1: as he keeps that offensive line knee brace off of his leg, I'm happy. It's something I continually moaned and pissed about at training camp. Like take that thing off. You look so much better when, when you're without it. <laughs> um, I'll go, I'll do you one better, Drake. I'm going to give you the wide receiver that will probably not benefit the most. And I think that's Jerry Judy. I think that coach payton and it feels so good to say that i think coach (laughs) payton when he got up there he gave a reality check to everybody talking about the culture he's going to build talking about there's going to be no guesswork where you stand with me this is what i'm going to expect and if you don't put out all right there are options for that too um i respect that and i think that because courtland sutton is more mature uh he should do better in Sean Payton's offense. Absolutely. You're going to see an offense where Russell Wilson and the pocket move together instead of Russell Wilson running into sacks over and over and over. And I get it. Everybody wants to think of Drew Brees. Russell Wilson is not Drew Brees. Sean Payton has got something very unique right now and a unique set of circumstances and a challenge that he is going to have to really overcome for the first time in his career because they're not the same quarterback folks i promise you that go watch the film i think that sean payton can absolutely uh help russ and help this offense but Cortland sutton man you should have arrived by now i was on twitter a couple years ago saying you're a top five wide receiver and now I don't know that we could even go top 20 with Cortland if we're being completely objective and completely honest. Jerry Judy, I love his potential, but potential gets you fired. It gets you cut. It gets you fired as a head coach. It gets you released. Um, It can sour a fan base. And Jerry Judy has a lot of growing up to do, both on the field and off the field. We saw a lot of it towards the end of the year, and that was a great sign for the young wide receiver. But no more Twitter shows. Sean Payton is definitely making that be known as well um the hard work is going to be done in silence pretty much and the folks that are always saying look how hard i'm working look how hard i'm working there's a lot of insecurity there and i've done it that's why i'm talking about it i've done it whether that be on facebook on twitter in my life i mean hey i'm working so hard i'm working so hard because you're trying to camouflage for some instability and some weaknesses and i think sean payton is a no-nonsense kind of guy and we're gonna have to see what moves forward guys you're joining mhi with thomas hall and luke patterson the new co-host of uh mhi i'm super proud to have thomas on he's a good good friend we talk weekly if not daily tom um we argue at training camp in the, in the dog days of summer while we're both sweating out there on the hill in July. Um, we're already kind of planning some offseason trips for next year a little bit. So we've got a lot of exciting content coming here, specifically on this show. Uh, one thing I love about you, Tom, is you're always down. You're always down to put in that work, man. You're, you're ready to ride, and I really appreciate that. Dr. Van Nostrand coming in. What's good, y'all? Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. That is what's good. And how good did it feel? to hear Sean Payton say, I'm going with the Eagles because I never want to see the Chiefs. Nobody win anything in our division. That made me feel good.
2: Oh, yeah. I That was uh, one of the things that I said, I uh, wrote about with Hackett is he needs to make some changes if he's going to stick around. Obviously, he got fired. But one of them was understanding the rivalries, understanding why it's important, not just to the fans, but to the players. If you're brushing that stuff off, it's kind of like, I, I don't care. That was right. Payton, he came out and said it. I was happy to hear that. And he should have said it. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to watch the Broncos win and take back the division, right? Like you can't, you can't reach any success on your division rivals. Now I know everybody's excited about Peyton. I'm excited about Peyton, but I'm not going to be too excited because I've been excited about, I was excited about Fangio and I was excited about Hackett, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you my got Fangio duped me with the old uh, game of inch or, you know, Uh, death by inches thing. And then Hackett's the new uh, big mind uh, coming in that's going to make this offense explode with uh, Russell Wilson. But I mean, those were people who weren't who weren't uh, established. Uh, Peyton's established. He's had plenty of success. So I am excited. I just I want to see it happen on the football field before I go totally crazy.
1: Yeah, you've got to see some results. And uh, coach was talked about he, he was Asked pretty much point blank both in the press Conference and in the little media scrums after You know what does immediate success look like And he's basically hard work it starts yeah. there And right now coach is hard At work handpicking his staff Who we have yeah. yet to really see <laughs> A lot yeah. of Broncos countries Wondering what's going on it's the week of The Super Bowl scouting evaluations Are already be done are already Being completed and yes folks the Broncos Were both in Las Vegas I was Right there sitting right in front of them in las vegas and they were there in mobile for the senior bowl too so george Payton's scouts are hard at work they know what type of offense they're going after with sean payton they've what about the defense i see a lot of comments in here saying what what's going on with the defensive coordinator (laughs) who's vic fangio there was a lot of rumor there that maybe he was going to come to denver with sean payton right and that didn't work out he's over there in miami i can't wait to see that fail because I don't think that Vic Fangio and Mike McDaniel are going to get along very well. Mike McDaniel is full of so much energy and so much youth. And Vic Fangio is a grumpy old genius. (laughs) So I I don't know about that. But we have a report and an article up right now on milehighhuddle.com written by Chad Jensen talking about Albert Breer possibly floating Mike Zimmer's name as a potential Mm. Broncos defensive coordinator. If I say Mike Zimmer to the Denver Broncos, what say
2: you? Well, I, I just don't believe it. You know, he's, he's kind of <laughs> <laughs> too good to be true. <laughs> well, not real. I mean, he's, he's kind of taking the job, uh, with Colorado, you know, with, uh, with coach prime. I, I don't know. I mean, and you know, it seems to me that Peyton is kind of leaning towards new something new, you know, we're kind of seeing it with the offensive coordinator, right? Um, you know the Joe Lombardi's uh, immediately are coming to mind, but if that was the yep. case, he'd be already in. It'd be it'd be no problem. And I mean, i have I was writing out uh, people. You wrote who about I, it, yeah, yeah. Who I thought might be might be coming in. Doug Marone's name is one that you would think that could come in. You know, these established people that have offensive coordinator, um, you know, in their past. But we're talking. Uh, I mean, people are talking about like uh, Chris uh, or. Um, you know uh Ronald Curry and uh you know uh other names that I are, weren't even on my radar like people who are assistant coaches at the Saints who are assistant with uh with Sean Payton are kind of his front runners already and the same with the defensive coordinator like Desai kind of came out of nowhere almost right he mm-hmm. uh you know he's he's uh, got don't get me wrong he's got some great credentials he learned under Fangio and John Fox and Chuck Pagano and even, uh, you know, Pete Carroll. I mean, those are all defensive minded coaches. He's got some great, great teachers, but that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a surprise to me at least that his name is the one being uh, thrown around. So to me, Mike Zimmer is, I don't, I just, uh, I don't see it. I just don't see it happening, but you know, Sean Payton could convince him to change his mind and uh, come back to the NFL.
1: Sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. And Mike Zimmer's name is this is not the first time that Mike Zimmer's name has been connected with the Denver Broncos over past couple of years. I feel like Mike Zimmer at least comes up on on candidate lists for you. For me, Um, the man has done a lot in the NFL and his defenses are still being used no they're not the same as Vic Fangio which being that Vic Fangio defense man say what you want about him it's being utilized in the NFL by 65% of the teams at least if you want to talk about that and that's not even a base coverage Um, also wanted to say too, Tom you had wrote about potential coordinators there's another article up by Thomas Hall right now identifying offensive line prospects that's a big one folks do not sleep on the offensive line because come hell or high water this thing has got to be fixed and it's going to take both the NFL draft and free agency. And that kind of leads me to my next point. I think George Payton and Sean Payton could work a hundred percent. I I think that initially, and I heard from lots of folks, I know, I know per source, I didn't put it out there on Twitter, so it must not be true per source. I'm not (laughs) going to issue you any guarantees. I almost cursed into the microphone there or anything like that. But here's the thing, folks, George Payton at the end of the day, He's a scout. What does the man love to do? He loves the scout. Sean Payton's not a scout. He's a head coach slash GM, if you will. Sean Payton has definitely got full control. No, no, no. I haven't read the contract or anything like that. (laughs) But it is very clear that George Payton was sort of demoted a little bit when Nathaniel Hackett was hired. However, I think George Payton was instrumental in getting Sean Payton here. Sean Payton has so much respect for George. He was gushing over him in the press conference back to – old college days when George was still playing and Sean was coaching one of his first teams ever in college I mean those little things they matter a lot to these guys who are kind of the godfathers of football if you will they're the old guys Tom yeah I mean Sean Payton and George Payton are the old guys in the NFL right that's how weird yeah. it is because you're seeing young offensive coordinators come up at 24 25 years old then all of a sudden they a head coach by 30 doesn't yeah. always work out but I think George Payton and Sean Payton can absolutely work. Let's get in from our guy Degeneration X. I absolutely love the name. I was a huge pro wrestling fan when I was a little kid, and Degeneration X they were the, they were it, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Degeneration X, and I got in trouble in middle school for right, flashing the X sign and doing the other sign that those guys did. But really appreciate the support on the new look MHI with Tom and I. Uh, Degeneration X coming in with a generous five, saying I think it's going to be week to week on the wide receivers, on the matchups. Who will be the number one target? X must be a fan of Sean Payton because if there's one thing Sean Payton can do, it's matchups, Tom.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting
1: spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
3: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
2: Absolutely. And you kind of talked about it earlier, you know, people thinking that he's going to try and turn Russell Wilson into Drew Brees. Uh, he's going to use the strengths of the players. And that's what is exciting about Russell Wilson and some of these other players that frankly have underachieved, uh, underachieved last year in part because they were weren't used correctly. And I saw when, when Sean Payton got Drew Brees, Drew Brees was an okay quarterback. He had one good season, but what Sean Payton saw was that Drew Brees was very accurate, a short passer who could, throw his receivers open and he made him a high volume passer. And that is what Drew Brees needed. And that's why he has, that's why he has a hall of fame resume. It's not because he was a great quarterback. It's because he was a good quarterback that Sean Payton accentuated accentuated his strengths and that turned him into a hall of fame quarterback. And that was Sean Payton's doing because he could have went anywhere else. He could have went to Miami and he wouldn't be a hall of famer. It's just facts. I- when I was a
1: kid, right, I know everything about everything and my dad's always <laughs> wrong. So when they cut Drew Brees for Philip Rivers, I was like, man, they're going to be the Chargers are going to be so much better off with Philip Rivers. It's not even funny, you know, and, and Drew had just injured his knee, tore up his knee against who? The Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos were on the road. I, I forget which defensive lineman it was. It was right near the end zone, if I remember right. Um, the Drew Brees tore up his knee, but nobody saw the success with Drew Brees coming the, the way that. Sean Payton and him put things together and it, it takes a whole team and Mickey yeah. Loomis was huge in that as well. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting when Sean Payton was like, you know, I don't get the idea that everybody thinks this, that I'm this, you know, warmonger and and yeah. I have to have things my way. Mickey and I got along great for 16 plus years. And look, yeah. there's going to be disagreement. There's going to be Conflict. That's not a bad thing, folks. I know that there's so much conflict in this world that is a horrible thing, but it's okay to have some folks pushing against the grain a little bit. I know some of my closest friends, including you, Tom, it's about accountability and holding me accountable too. Don't tell me everything I want to hear. Sometimes you need to tell me the stuff I need to hear. And and that's a true friend. And I don't think you're going to get just the rainbows and lollipops from Sean Payton when he comes in and says, quote, anonymous donors and less social media. He's coming in saying, quote, law and order. Remember, this guy's coming from the big tuna. He's a Bill Parcells disciple. And Bill Parcells played no games. I couldn't imagine what that man would do with Twitter and everything like that (laughs) in today's day and age. But you're, you're getting a grown man in the office with sean payton right he's got grown kids uh his son's a tcu grad assistant who wants to break in as a gm right he said that i was like wow that's pretty cool you got a boy that wants to be a gm and we were talking about that before the show if only the high school guidance counselors could have passed us that pamphlet of nfl (laughs) gm nfl scout something like that i looked twice it wasn't next to the army pamphlet uh (laughs) but it's just one of these things where i think George Payton can work. Sean Payton can work and Russ can work. And yes, folks, I I saw it. There's a lot of articles out there. It's a big one today. Russell Wilson story, of course, with his charity. Um, I don't want to brush over that, but Tom, I know you've read it. I've read it. I feel a little uncomfortable commenting on Tax documents with the IRS and stuff like that when I don't necessarily know the whole story, we're only getting it from one source. Try to stick to football as much as we can, especially on this show. That's not to say that a TMZ story or something like that isn't always relevant because sometimes those stories break and we have to get in front of them. But Russell Wilson's charity is not at the forefront of my mind right now, it's who the coaching staff is going to be of the Denver Broncos. And I gotta be honest. Is Sean Payton trying to, you know, get some guys from Philly, get some guys from Kansas City? I mean, it's all kind of quiet over there. And Broncos Country's picking up on that, saying, you know, whose tie should we be looking at this Sunday for the Super Bowl? Or what kind of tea leaves do we need to read from?
2: You got you hit it on the head. What is what is the holdup? Like when he came in, I thought it was going to be boom, boom, boom. You're bringing in the people, you know, you know, and just going with what you, you know, you're used to. But that's not happening because if he was, it would already be a done deal. Maybe he is waiting on Philly, and in in Kansas City. It, it is possible, or maybe he's trying to just you know figure out of the of the up and comers. Where are we going to put these people, right? Like, because there yeah. he, he's looking at some up and comers that you know are might be a surprise offensive coordinator. You he really he's did the come in.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. the play caller, right? So I mean, does sure. does do, do the next set of quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, do that? Those don't need to be home runs, right? I mean, they're not no. slam dunk Hollywood a list name. You got that in Sean Payton already. You've got it. Hell, you've got it in ownership. I mean, we don't need any more a listers over <laughs> <We're> there at <laughs> UCL Training Center. I assure you, our yeah. guy. One of the OGs, Gary Leeds Palmer, coming in with a very generous $10 super. Thank you so much, Gary. I hope you and your family are doing well. Thanks for joining the New Look MHI. Uh, good evening to Luke and Tom. Shout out to Broncos country. Welcome to MHI, Tom. We fans will benefit from your analysis. I completely agree. I benefit from your analysis all the time. Uh, it's Tom's got a couple articles up right now on milehighhuddle.com, not just about potential prospects in the coaching realm how to fix this offensive line as well i believe you listed eight free agent offensive linemen correct me if i'm wrong i did um yeah that we got to get this fixed and sometimes the beautiful thing about analytics and god bless nick kendall on a beach somewhere in hawaii right now he's all about analytics too analytics don't have an opinion which is good they are a resource that we can lean on they're a resource that need to be considered But they're objective. They're very objective. It's collecting data and trying to interpret what this data means. That's what we try to do our best at. And Tom, you're one of the best with numbers uh, on our whole staff outside of you and Bob Morris, man. I I think you guys would if I'm negotiating a contract with Chad, I would definitely (laughs) hire both of you (laughs) to get those numbers, (laughs) get those numbers going. But no, Gary, you're exactly (laughs) you're exactly right, man. Tom is a huge, huge um plus a plus we have a hollywood hit right here on mhi and getting tom man this is kind of a dream come true for both of us good friends finally being able to work together and tom has been kind enough to fill in for nick on a few different occasions and don't feel bad nick's still around nick's i'm gonna be tagging nick in occasionally when you've got time with your daughter and wife and um you know i I gotta give that guy hell about iowa (laughs) as much as i can and uh nick's doing well too so everything's good sunshine Rainbows and unicorns here at Mile High <laughs> Huddle. Thank you, Gary. We really appreciate it. I wanted to give Gage a shout out too. Uh, I think Gage was referencing the game with Drew Brees, where Drew Brees got hurt. He was six years it. old. Way to date us, Gage. Really uh, <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. Now, Gage is another one of our buddies that we get to see at training camp every year, and sits on the hill, and he's got his own work and stuff like that. And um, really proud of you, Gage. Keep up the hard work, man. You're a good person, and Come say hello. Tom and I will both be at training camp next year. Like I said, sweating and arguing in the sun. Come bother us. Come take notes with us. Uh, Come see the game as we do and share how you see the game as well. Um, One thing that I'm going to speak for you, Tom, you're not a self-proclaimed expert. Neither am I. Because we're constantly learning. Anybody that is a self-proclaimed expert usually gets caught with a little bit of egg on their face. See Twitter for more. But (laughs) it's just one of these things, man, where it's so cool to see the Broncos uh, wake up a little bit. George sure. Payton talked about a sleeping giant a couple of years ago. We thought we waked it up, but then the giant took a nap last year with Russell Wilson Wilson. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a We got another force in Sean Payton who's here to shake this fan base up. He talked about how rich of a culture this is coming into the Broncos franchise, how he wants to turn things around, why he sure. chose the Denver Broncos. And make no mistake, folks, this is Sean Payton's last stop. Sean Payton is not going to be coaching in the NFL, in my opinion. After this team, he's got a five year deal. I think he's getting paid what between 17 and 20 million quarterback money, right? Used to be quarterback money. Uh, (laughs) It's this man is here for a reason, and he believes in his bones that he can turn this thing around, but it's not going to be alone. I think he's going to rely heavily on George Payton. I would like to give a huge. Tip of the cap to the Walton Penner ownership as well. I was pulling my hair out just like you were (laughs) texting. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to (laughs) be? And we didn't know, but God dang it. It was worth the wait. And that's all I'm hoping now for the rest of the coaching staff, that it's worth the wait. And one thing I can say definitively, Tom, as I get older, the more patience that I get usually pays off for me in the end. Yep.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Check.
2: Well, I'll tell you I'm, you hit the nail on the head there I and I'll give a little shout out to uh, Gary uh, Palmer for the for the analytics uh, analysis piece. you know you' you're, you're only good the analytics are only good as the analyst right and uh, you know the old saying like is uh, is uh, you know there's lies, damn lies and statistics. well you know what numbers don't lie it's it's who analyzes them and it's who watches the film and if they're wrong and they're getting it incorrect, then that's where you get the lies that come in but numbers are numbers right? And, uh, and, um, you know what, when we start to rush and we start to make quick judgments, like you said, with numbers or tape, you're going to get it wrong, right? It's just the way it's going to be. You yeah. watch a couple, you watch a couple highlights on YouTube and you say, oh, wow, this is going to be a great prospect, but you fail to watch uh, 10 other tapes where that prospect wasn't very good. <laughs> so the, yeah. Watch the
1: EXOS film folks. You got to watch that's the right. XO's film. That's, right. you, that's just it, Tom. I mean, it's hard enough. You're going to get. I'm wrong all the time every year when I try to just look at the analytics, just look at the stats, just look at the yep. film. Um, look, if guys were in gals, right? How cool is that now? Especially being a girl dad. Yep. And I'm super pumped to see where that's going in the league, folks. Yes, it's only absolutely. a matter of time before you see women in the running for head coaching gigs. Yep. I mean, they're assistant coaches, their assistant GM brasses. I mean, that goes with GM too. and And that's really, really cool to see. Um, The NFL breaking down some stereotypes, breaking down some of the norms, and uh, talent can come from anywhere. That's the one thing that the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl have both taught me. Uh, It doesn't matter necessarily where you go to school. And I saw the NFL put up a tweet today talking about how many players from Alabama and Georgia and Auburn are going to be at the NFL combine. And then I looked at the quarterback list Stetson Bennett. Are you kidding me? I mean, give me a break. The guys passed out in a bar somewhere and we're going to invite him to Indy. That's an absolute travesty in my opinion. I I don't get it. Um, And Ozzie Newsome, the great Ozzie Newsome, the one time I met him, said something i'll never forget don't youtube scout (laughs) and uh i'll never forget it i throw that tweet out there every year i mean we all do it because we're all human beings You can't help but fall in love with a highlight reel but you said it best tom context context matters whether it be in football whether it be in business whether it be in relationships i mean you can't just spit stuff out for stroking your own ego hoping that it's going to work out you've got to actually have some evidence-based material to support your theories otherwise guys and gals aren't gonna respect you very long in this business. And when you're on the road like I am and you're bumping elbows with these scouts at the bars and um you're sitting with them, they know they know who's what and who's talking to the agents and who's talking to themselves watching film, you know, saying you should go get this guy. And uh it's it's a it's a cool thing with the NFL draft man because you just never know. I hate to say it's a crapshoot because so much work goes into it, it drives me crazy, kind of a faux pas, right? Um, but it's it's definitely telling. Todd Ostendorf coming in would not mind poaching a defensive coach from Baltimore. Todd, I can see why you'd want to go there because it seems like those damn Ravens and Steelers always have some nasty defenses. Tom, the Broncos defense, as Todd knows, is already doing okay. They had a decent year last year. They've got some tough cats up front that got to figure out what you're doing with Draymond Jones. Got to figure out what you're doing with the linebacking position. Kareem Jackson, too long in the tooth. Hard to say. Um, Do you have a favorite for a defensive coordinator right now? Or who would you at least like to see?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, when they we start talking about Fangio, and I know I know that that was, uh, you know, there's some bad blood there, but, you know, those those uh, de- defenses are good, right? Uh, people that learn from him have elements, and they've learned from other elements. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm actually kind of excited to see Desai. I really am. I mean, of all the names that have kind of come up, he's a, he's a young up-and-comer who's learned under some great great coaches. And I don't care what people say about, you know, Oh, that you learned from this. There is a distinct correlation between old school coaches from back in the day, Jim Lee, how you got Paul Brown and their descendants now that are coaching in the NFL and having success. And he's one of those that learned from some greats that are on the defensive side. And so he's, he's right now as my front runner, he really is for the position. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Me too, man. You need new blood and you can't just yep. recycle all these same coordinators and hope
1: that one of them's going to stick. And it's OK, guys. It's OK if we don't know necessarily everything about these prospects. There's a vetting out process and yep. clearly it's getting some results, at least with getting Sean Payton in the building, yep. getting George Payton in the building, getting this ownership group together. I mean, all signs are pointing to thumbs up right now with this this coaching staff. And you've got to give the broncos some credit and i get it the unknown man the unknown is is scary <laughs> it's scary in life because you're sitting here twiddling your thumbs, saying man i'd like to beat the chiefs this year how are we going to do that when we don't even have a full coaching staff yeah. it's coming it's coming you don't have yeah. to have it today would it be nice to have it resolved by the super bowl absolutely should you be distraught because it's not nah i'm not willing to go there and i gotta correct our guy here real quick he's saying um in the in the chat stone cold wasn't in degeneration x i know i was just saying stone cold was cool (laughs) you know with those steve weisers and everything else like that um i saw another comment in here too talking about ryan jensen dr van nostrand coming in saying ryan jensen might be a cap casualty in tampa bay he's from colorado and play center funny story about ryan jensen i ran into ryan jensen last year at glenwood hot springs and i run into it NFL player every year when my wife and I go up to Glenwood hot springs Um, last year it was Ryan Jensen and then the year or excuse me a few weeks later we went back up and it was Draymond Jones (laughs) who was vacationing there right right, yeah right before the uh, right before the trip to the UK so Ryan Jensen I always have some love in my heart for him. But I wonder, is it because he's a Colorado native? Is it because he's the nasty old center of the olden days who's just kind of an ass? Um, I don't know if he's a legitimate fit injury history tom we were both at training camp when ryan jensen's injury (laughs) happened last year and we're looking at our phones like damn that's that sucks and we were standing next to some pretty cool folks that cover the game and they're like man that's a brutal loss ryan jensen i am interested i just don't know if it's a fit because again it's really hard for me to be objective when it comes to some of these cats because i'm a fan i'm a fan too i'm a fan i'm an analyst definitely not an expert but ryan jensen colorado native i love it broncos country dalton risler Right. He's not a Colorado native, but grew up in Colorado. He's one of our own. Uh, We don't know if he's going to be returning. You're not going to be returning to the Denver Broncos based off of merit. Sean Payton has made that abundantly clear. Now, can the Dalton can the Broncos afford to lose a Dalton Reisler? Hard to say, because the guard market is, you know, Tom, and, and <laughs> you, you wrote about it on myhuddle.com, eight offensive line prospects and free agency. It's thin, man. It's really thin. And then when I'm looking at the NFL draft in Las Vegas and Mobile, I'm scouting. It's even thinner <laughs> when you start looking at some of these prospects. So Ryan Jensen, I'm curious. I don't know if it's a fit.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know about Jensen. You know, it's funny if you did. If you did look at the uh, article, there's an interesting analytic correlation, so to speak, uh, when it comes to age and offensive linemen. And they obviously all, you know, they peak, you know, as most most uh, players peak at a certain age, but they, if they're good enough, if they were had a history of being good, they sometimes can catch that last kind of hurrah at 34 years old, around 34, where they, 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 they stay healthy for a season. They kind of rekindle that old, uh, old uh, abilities and they, they get, they get invited back to the pro bowl or they get some all pro awards. It's very interesting when you look at that 34 ish, age uh so you know when you're when you're looking at Ryan Jensen do you really want to give him a contract of of any uh, uh any length at 31 years old probably not but if you want to fill in the offensive line and wait to develop some some uh um some prospects out of the draft you can look at someone at center like like a Rodney Hudson now i know that seems like a you know he's old uh he's an old timer he's got suffered some injuries but he was he actually had a really good career, not, not, uh, you know, not hall of fame career, but a pretty solid career. You might be able to get him for one year, put him on the center. And he might, he just might be one of those that catch fire for a season while you're bringing somebody up in the draft that you can uh, rely on, you know, the following season. So something like that. I mean, I think Jensen will, would, uh, require a few more seasons, right? He might, uh, yeah. he might want a three or four year season where Hudson could come in for one year. You might be able to get him for a year, and have him fill in. That that's where I'm. I'm thinking either that, or you get somebody who's 26 years old, and you you give him a five-year contract, and you let him play out his peak, like a Ben Powers or someone like that, to fill out the offensive line. Those are the two options that I see. I don't want to go with somebody mm. who's on the downside of their career, like Jensen would be. Uh, he'd be on the downside of his career. You give him a, a lengthy contract, he may may not uh, may not be able to play out that contract, and he may be looking at another you kind know, mis- of <laughs> miscue in the free agency. That's that's my perspective. Yeah,
1: man. You're exactly right. The last thing the Broncos can do is afford to miss on free agents. I think George Payton has done a relatively good job with free agents, uh, specifically thinking of Jones up front with the defensive line, thinking of uh, Williams at cornerback. I I mean, those were two really, really big defensive additions last year that absolutely contributed and came Williams out there playing with a cast. I'm convinced that man doesn't have a cast. Might be in the Pro Bowl. Not that the Pro Bowl matters, and Peyton, good Lord, calm down. But it, it, it's just one of those things, man, where you're exactly right. You, The Broncos, I mean, they can't be a slave to history. They weren't by going and getting Sean Payton, right? I know, I know, I know. A coach has never won a Super Bowl in one city and then another city. Yeah, well, there used to be a statistic that a hometown – team never won the Super Bowl in their own hometown, and that was dispelled two years in a row with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the L.A. Rams. You cannot be a slave to history, but you can't ignore it either. Looking at Sean Payton's film and looking at some of the Saints' film, it, it's, it seems like a, a power gap scheme if you will with the offensive line definitely no zone uh or anything like that and butch berry my god he butchered that offensive line we heard about that last summer from yeah. some really good sources only difference is we didn't go out there and guarantee it put per source uh it, it's just one of those things man where you're right the broncos have brought in one-year mercenaries and they had success look at alex singleton my yeah. Chris talked to him today on twitter saying you know i'm flying back to denver they're trying to get the coaching staff together but I'm interested in coming back. I'm interested in hearing what they have to say. Alex Singleton was there making the rounds at Radio Row, as he should, because he's going to get paid good money, and he wants to get locked down to a long-term deal. He's tired of being that mercenary in the (laughs) NFL. And that's not to say that the mercenaries can't work out and that there's not a spot for him. but the Broncos are definitely going to have a few of those mercenaries. Ryan Jensen would definitely be a tone center doc, so I like that. Uh, Deanna Hendry, thank you for joining the show, Deanna. A huge, generous $20 super. Congratulations. Great show to be on. Super happy with Coach Payton. Can't wait to see his coaching staff. Deanna, you were very, very kind. This was super hard to keep in the bag for me at least a couple of days. I hate yeah. secrets, and I like <laughs> love to spoil surprises. I'm the guy that goes out on, like, when you're Christmas shopping and gets the Christmas gift and goes home, wraps it. I want to give it to the person, like, right then and there. <laughs> my daughter, my wife, whoever, friends. I'm like, here, I just want you to open the gift and it's hard for me to keep a secret it was tough to keep this a secret the past couple days this is a good thing a lot of times we talked about it earlier people fear change we jump into it here at Mile High Huddle because we change things for the better, not for the worse. Nick is doing big things, not only writing at milehighhuddle.com, but he's still got his other couple of podcasts here covering the Broncos, building the Broncos on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. and Broncos for Breakfast with Scott. He's also covering the Falcons on Scott's separate channel. So, Deandra, thank you very much, and you guys are going to be very, very pleased with Thomas's analysis. You're going to be pleased with him fighting me tooth and nail over the (laughs) nonsense that I spew on a weekend and weekend basis. And uh, it's going to be fun. We've got a lot of ideas in the works right now um, to be determined, to be revealed, if you will. But we've, we've got a lot of big plans for MHI, and I can't wait to see where this show goes. Mark Ward weighing in again as well. $5 super. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for joining. How do we feel about Damani Leach saying that new uniforms and possible logo changes are on the way? He said it yesterday.
2: Man, that would be great. I, uh, you know, I've been I've been around a while, uh, as you know, Luke. I uh, I've been watching the Broncos since uh, the early days, so to speak, um, as a kid. And man, I, I love the old logo, but I don't want them to go just go back to the old logo, right? I want them to bring in some new uniforms that are an ode to the old uniforms, but with a fresh new perspective. I don't want to just have Ooh. slap the old D back on the helmet and then say here's a here's our new uniforms. Like, be some be creative, but not terrible. Don't go don't go overboard. Don't try and outthink yourself. Make it nice, classy, but you know also with a kind of a, a ode to the uh, the new Broncos. That's my thoughts on it. But mm. yeah, a new 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 logo, new logo, new colors. Uh, get, get back to the orange would be perfectly fine with me. I hate it. I absolutely hate it because
1: this should be the last thing on their minds right now. And sure. I get it. This is Demani Leisha's job. So I'm not trying to disrespect what he's saying. Obviously, I'm very curious to see how he plans to bring this franchise back from a business standpoint. I mean, this, Tom, we've never seen anything like this. People aren't only not going to the stadiums. Fans yeah. are tuning out of games. And yeah. I never thought, and I get goosebumps saying this, and no disrespect to hockey guy or basketball guy, but I never thought for like the final few weeks in December and January that the Colorado Avalanche and Denver Nuggets would be the talk of the town, the focus of the town. Because even when the Broncos are putrid, people want to talk about them. People want to rail on them. People were checking out last year because they were over the drama. They were over the lies. They were over the BS. And the last thing I need anybody worrying about is a new logo. That being said, now I can get off my old grouchy man pedestal, maybe a new Set of colors, some new threads is exactly what they need to usher them into this new Sean Payton era. I talked about Sean Payton and Club Dub. And if you don't know what Club Dub was, they, uh, they being the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton threw down a pretty pretty coin uh, asking around about it uh, with the New Orleans Saints to upgrade their audio equipment. So when they were on the road and one on the road that uh, they got that dub and other team could hear it. They wanted to be loud. They wanted to be exciting and they wanted to be together. And I like that a lot. And what better way to motivate a, a group of grown children, right? Because this is a child sport that we love so much and we are all at the heart of it. Just little boys wanting to play catch. Uh, Man, new uniforms gets players talking. Why do you think some of the best players in the country go to Oregon every year, right? And (laughs) every year I'm at the senior at the Shrine, man, I'm trying to figure out which player is in Oregon because they're changing their helmets, they're changing their colors and all sorts of things. These type of moves get not only the fan base excited, but they get the players excited. And, yeah, I think there's something to look good, feel good and play good, but it cannot be the focus. Like you said, with Sean Payton, before you start celebrating it, you'd like to see some of that hard work transition into production. So I'm kind of there with the uniforms, but Mark, that was a really, really good question. I didn't even see that yesterday. I I know Damani Leach. I know he's been on this for a little bit and he's been kind of promoting it the last six months or rather a year since he's been here. Um, But new threads, what better way? to get Broncos country back in it. Now I don't know if Broncos country is going to go buy those jerseys right away. Cause <laughs> I was one of them. I bought my wife a Russell Wilson jersey out there at training camp for putting up with me being away all summer and all winter long. Um, and she's looking at me like, dude, why don't you get me a Pat tan jersey? <laughs> but I, that's not, you know, that's not the point. I think that it could definitely excite the fan base.
2: Yeah. Uh, two things that might make, may, might make it a little more exciting. One on the uniforms, 1997, was when they changed uniforms and lo and behold, back-to-back champions. Now I'm not going to say that uh, the uniform is what's going to make or break anything, but I will say this. When I'm looking at the p- prospects that Sean Payton's going to bring in for coach, it gives me a little bit of uh, hope because he, sometimes when you bring in an older coach, they're kind of set in their ways. But if you're bringing in younger, talented coaches, they're going to have a different perspective. And that's what I. If he brings in the, some of these young guys like Desai or, or some of these people that we weren't really uh, weren't really focused on, that means he's thinking about other perspectives. He's thinking about working with George Payton. He's thinking about working with young guys. That's going to bring a different. It's going to, like you said, your your friends tell the real friends tell you when you're wrong, or they tell you uh, you know do it a different way right and that's what he's looking at if if he was just to bring in Doug Marone or or Joe Lombardi or whatever the people he's familiar with that he's been with forever and that's mm. just a done deal i wouldn't be as hopeful as bringing some of this young new young minds mm. that are going to think differently and i think that's what should get people more excited about Sean Payton and the Broncos future than than some new uh new uniforms although they are fun but thank you michael <laughs> for coming in with this facebook stars Saying Mike saying Luke, what position stands out at the Shrine Bowl Ooh. and Senior Bowl that Broncos can draft in the twenty twenty three NFL draft? And I'm glad he asked that because I wanted to say this. You were you were out there, and it, you know that that's huge. You were out there at practice. You were out there with the other scouts looking at these players. Not many people get to do that. They like I said, they watch YouTube or whatever. You were there, and you you have some expertise that nobody else has on the show. So uh, I'll I'll let you jump I, on that.
1: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's why I make the trip. It's a pain, right? Nobody likes traveling in the airport. Um, nobody dislikes groups of people more than me, just because I get annoyed all the time and I'm a grouchy old man now. Uh, but it, it, no, man, it's there's so much to be said for being there and putting in the work. And one of the biggest things that I've gotten guilty of in the past, and I try not to do it anymore, and I try to reevaluate how I look at player evaluations and scouting every year. Don't go into it with preconceived notions. All right, we all have favorites. We're human. I have colleges that I root for, friends at colleges, former players at colleges, prospects that I've become friends with. Some have made it in the league. Some have not um, So we all have biases. Right. But we can't bring those biases into the evaluation process. And it's something I continually try to learn from. Um, as soon as I got to Las Vegas, one of the first prospects that, that caught my eye was Dante Stills. He's an edge defender out of West Virginia. This man turned head six foot four, 289 pounds was dominant in the pit dominant in one-on-ones disrupted team activities over and over. Uh, this cat was just right up there with another one. Jeremy banks linebacker out of Tennessee. This is a guy that folks know about. <laughs> He's not really a, a hidden gem out there, if you will. Um, he leaves a little something to be desired and, you know, standing only six foot one, I think 220 pounds or so, but the Broncos have got to address the linebacker position. Uh, I put it out on Twitter a little bit ago and I'm looking at my book over there. There are several positions that, that George Payton has not gone after in the NFL draft in, in his tenure. And one of them being right tackle another being linebacker. I know, I know, I know Baron, Baron Browning, but Baron Browning has been converted to the edge, something I didn't want. Now, I was a Baron Browning guy a couple of years ago. I, I like to say I found him, right? But I was one of the early ones to write up a little bit before sure. Matt Miller and NFL prospects and every and everything else like that. I'm like, dude, Quinn Miners, Baron Browning, and John Cooper. I like these kids a lot. Um, I could go through my entire list of Shrine and Senior, and you guys can find them over at milehighhuddle.com in the draft section. Uh, wide receiver that comes to mind. I know, I know, I know. We've got lots of wide receivers, but. What do the Broncos need most draft capital? They need ammo to play with. Do not be surprised if you see George Payton quietly shopping some players in the offseason. No, it doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they weren't a fit here. It means that the Broncos have some ground to make up if they want to build this team up the right way. I'm not suggesting that you should go trade Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, but I'm very curious as to what they go for, specifically Jerry Judy with his stock on the rise. Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. And let's shift base from Las Vegas over to Mobile. This cat was the bell of the ball for, for Senior Bowl. Didn't drop anything, burning wide receivers one-on-one, Six foot two, 200 pounds. But the player I was probably the most excited about in all the trips, and I found a quarterback that I liked a little bit, got some pushback from some folks, the Appalachian State kid. I wrote him up. He was out of uh, Shrine in Las Vegas. Chase Bryce, lots of, lots of game film on this guy. This guy played at two or three different universities. He's six foot three, 235 pounds. Um, this is a man that has played a lot of football folks. And one thing you need is a lot of reps in this league. That's not to say he's the next undrafted gem, right? But it was um Bryce or Bryce Brock Purdy was at the Shrine Bowl when I was there last year. And, and we're all looking at him this year like, huh, man, who's the next Brock Purdy going to be? Here it is, Tom. I'm gonna give you my favorite guy. Well, I don't know if I'm not gonna make you guess it, but Cody Mock, offensive lineman out of North Dakota State. I thought I found a gem with Quinn Miners. Cody Mock Makes Quinn Miners look a little uh, poor and left to be desired when you look at okay. compare senior bowl prospects. This is a guy that played quarterback and tight end in high school. When you go and you look at his picture, he looks like the way an offensive lineman should look. He's missing his front teeth. He's got long red hair, kind of Ryan Jensen esque, if you will. Sure. But the thing I love most about Cody Mach, he can play all five positions. He was taking snaps at the center position by the end of day two um not getting beat on -on one-on-ones he would be an immediate prospect to come in and challenge whoever at the right tackle position this is a guy that his stock is climbing i know the broncos don't have that first or that second they would probably be looking at him with their first pick in the third round and they might have to trade up to go get him this guy was the bell of the ball man a six foot six three hundred pounds lean very lean. I'm talking he could probably add a little bit of weight to his frame. Um, he only allowed one quarterback hit and one sack last year at North Dakota State. Now, take that for what you will, it's North Dakota State, right? So you always have to have some context there. Is he ready for the big boy leagues? I thought Quinn Miners was ready immediately, and he came out and played his ass off his rookie year, and then Butch Berry tried to ruin him this year. So it's hard to have a fair <laughs> assessment on Quinn Miners, but Cody Mock, man. I thought about you because it was right around the same time, maybe a couple days before you released your offensive line article on eight free agents, and I'm thinking, man, whoever those free agents could be, this guy, Cody Mock, is a prospect that you can mold. He's a prospect that can play all five positions, and he'll do whatever you ask him to do, and he was the bell of the ball the Senior Bowl.
2: Versatility, man, along the offensive line keeps you in the NFL. It just does. If you can play multiple multiple positions, you uh, even as a backup, you know, you're that swing guy that can uh, stick around and play a lot longer than someone who specializes, yeah. in yeah, right tackle. So, well, and
1: I think I think a lot about your show Legends of Mile High on Friday mornings because you're such a diehard fan of the Broncos O line of old, and who isn't? I mean, they, <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> they 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 took, and I'm talking specifically the '97, '98. Hell, we can go back '94 to '98. Um, these guys took a quantum leap in the game they got away from the big bulky guys that could only road grade up front to let's move and get you in space let's get some powers let's get some counters let's get some pools I mean they're asking offensive linemen to climb to the second level in a day and age where the offensive line were kind of just happy to get the linebackers in that mess uh, get them to take some false steps up front so how do we get back to those days man let's change the game and I hate to say this because I'm tired of the Kelsey versus Kelsey coverage, but Jason Kelsey (laughs) is a fun player to watch, man. When you watch him play center, he can move. He's athletic. He's got his head up. And that's what I'm looking for with a lot of these prospects. Again, this is not a deep offensive guard or center or even offensive line, period draft class, Uh, free agents. That's going to be huge. I'm not saying that's going to be the best pool to draw from either, but you work with what you got. And I refuse to believe that, that, these analysts, these experts, that come out and say it's a horrible year to draft this, this or that. Okay, that could be true, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that these guys should be condemned for their play. We have no idea what the fit's going to look like with the coach. We have no idea what the offensive scheme's going to look like. So we should at least give give these guys a chance and, and try to let them settle into their role. But this offensive line man talking to some guys in Mobile and in Las Vegas could be looking at four out of five, maybe even five. New offensive lineman up front, Garrett Bowles, coming off of an injury, coming off of a down year. Uh, he's got that contract. Do they ask him to take a cut? Do you see what you can get for Garrett Bowles? I mean, all of these sorts of things are up in the air. Deanna Hendry, not up in the air. She's given us so much love and so much support. Thank you for joining Tom and I on the new look MHI. I agree with you, Luke. Our uniforms look great. Helmets are the best. Uniform colors, okay. Uh, but I'm okay to get a fresh look. The helmets don't need to change. We have the best-looking helmets in the league. Um, ah, Man, the helmets. I'd be okay with the helmets, Deanna. I'd be okay with the helmets because I like the D, the old-school D, but I like the powder blue. I don't like that orange stripe with the navy blue. I don't like that, man. That doesn't do it for me. Um, I'm a fan of the orange jerseys myself. Do you like the orange jerseys at home, Tom?
2: Oh yeah. I like the orange jerseys. I, and that was kind of my point, uh, Deanna. And thank you for, so much for the super chat. We thank really, you. really appreciate it. I want the new logo on the helmet to give a kind of an ode to the current helmets. That was kind of my point, right? Keep it, keep it a little bit fresh, make it new, but, but don't forget about the heritage, right? You don't want to just go back to the old D logo. You want it to be something that says, we remember we won this three Super Bowls in this Jersey in this logo and keep it around, but just freshen it up, make it a little bit different. I got it. Could
1: we, can we do what the Steelers did and do one on each? What if you had like a D on one side and then the Bronco on the other? Right? I mean, or would that just look dumb? No, I mean, I don't like, think so, man. No, you don't. No. Okay, maybe maybe that looked dumb. We can't do that one, Deanna. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. No, thank, uh-uh.
2: thank you so much
1: for all the support, Deanna. Yeah. You guys yeah. are showing us so much love. We only have a few more minutes left. I'm trying to get to everybody here. Um, let's get to this question here from Yeti in the Mist. I absolutely love that. One ninety nine super thank you very much (laughs) any news on jerry rossberg coming back as special teams coach um no news Uh, i guess i would say i'm not hearing anything i'm not going to lie to you and tell you i did i'm curious uh if he would i'd be open to it absolutely he did one of the best things ever in my opinion and firing butch berry couldn't wait to get that man out of the building it was ready for him to go last summer um but he also challenged russell wilson Jake Heaps, sorry, you gotta go, private quarterback coach. And remember a couple months ago when yours truly was the devil for <laughs> saying remember. that perhaps Jake Heaps was mercurying the, the quarterback waters over there? Yep. And I don't know Jake. I'm sure he's a great guy. He had uh great success in his NFL and CFL career, more than I did, right? I've never played quarterback in the NFL or anything like that. And I'm certainly not trying to be disrespectful of the man, but my God, uh, how many bosses does somebody need? You know, how many right how many voices in someone's ear does somebody need Jerry Rossberg's like, that's got to go. Sean Payton said, quote, that's foreign to me and that's not going to be happening here. Um, I feel vindicated with that because that's common sense folks. I'm not taking victory laps on it or anything like that, but it's common sense. I mean, too many cooks in the kitchen. That was a huge problem. And I know that wasn't in reference to roulette Russ cook or anything like that. It's kind of <laughs> natural, uh, but it, it's Jerry Rossberg giving that accountability. That is so important. Uh, one thing i couldn't stand about jerry rossberg were the press conferences man i mean he would get up there and i don't know if in his past life or in his future career if he ever wants to be a writer or a poet but that man could do it because he'd get up there and tell you how beautiful the sky was and how great the day was and if you need a motivational speaker it's him but accountability that needs to happen tom special teams has been horrendous for the denver broncos since 2003 yeah well, when is that going to stop?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about what happened. Like you, you you always had, you know, if you had a sub, a substitute teacher or whatever, the kids went nuts. And Nathaniel Hackett was like the substitute teacher that came in and they were just doing whatever the heck they wanted. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Jerry Rosberg came in and was like you said, the teacher came back and was like, this is enough is enough. You know, and and Rosberg, I don't I didn't think he should be a head coach. But, he, you know, they're not looking at anybody that I know of uh, special teams, right? They never they're, they're not out there. There's no rumors about another like trying to poach a special teams assistant from somewhere else. So All he right. might be in their plans. I don't I don't know. But for the very least for what he did for the team, those last two games, he should definitely get a look. He should get a look at, as a special teams coordinator, if he wants to have it, because he is uh, that guy that's going to be, you know, we're not going to fool around anymore. We're going to be a good team out on that field. And the special teams, like you said, it they need it. It has been bad for a long time and I'm tired mm. of it. Mm. It's horrible. And I'm ready for a change.
1: Um, I'm ready for lots of changes. And I'm not a guy that just make change for changes sake, but um, Zach Azani, I, I Sorry, man. I'm ready for a new wide receivers coach. Um, Brandon McManus. Sorry. I'm ready for a new kicker. Uh, Unpopular opinion. Call me crazy, but I'm done with it. Well, you'll always have Super Bowl 50, but the drama on the sidelines, the drama on Twitter. I mean, you do not need to be calling radio producers out for counting your missed field goals in training camp. My God, Brandon, you're a Super Bowl champion. Uh, I appreciate and respect all the work he's done in the charity, in the community, but for the love of God, the kicker should not really be the voice of the team. Um, When the kicker is your player rep, that's kind of says it all, (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) you know, and I'm not
1: trying to turn this into a Brandon McManus dog fest as we close out our first MHI with Tom and I, but uh, I'm ready for change And, and change. Isn't a bad thing. We're talking about change on this very show. I mean, some changes were made on MHI to bring Tom over and, that's okay. It's a win for me. It's a win for Tom. And it's a win for Nick. Nick's doing great. Nick's not going anywhere. It wasn't any trouble or issues or anything like that. I love Nick, appreciate Nick, respect him and and thank him for helping me and and working to get this show with where we're at now. And I can't wait to see where we're going to take it. But my God, it's okay to change folks. Do not be afraid of change. And this is coming from a man who fears change a lot. I like to be in my uh, realm. I like to be in my rhythm and sometimes you got to shake that stuff up for growth.
2: Yeah. Well, and the change actually really needs to be a change, not in just a culture, but a almost a purging of that losing mentality because there are players here and they're good players. Don't get me wrong. That only know losing. Right. And that's the, that's the culture that they've, uh, that they've wow. been in. like, so like
1: Justin Simmons, you're yeah, one of your I best mean, players. I'm Nothing but you, lost.
2: Yeah, I do not. I, I mean, what I, I don't, I don't want to trade Justin Simmons, right? He's a great safety, but sometimes you've got to get rid of some of those players that that that's what they know and bring in something different. And and you saw it when Shanahan uh took over. I'm now I'm going old school. Sorry, going <laughs> when Shanahan hey, took over hey, the Denver you're Broncos. You're not going. No, no, no. Were, I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you right there. You're not going
1: old school because Shanahan's name. Was legitimately connected sure. to the Denver Broncos in this coaching s- staff sure. and in this coaching search. So say what you will. I know Mike is very plugged in with the Niners, but you're not very far off in bringing up Mike Shanahan and, and the olden days and how they compute to this year. Yeah, I mean you're exactly right.
2: When he took when he took over the team, he there was some legends there that uh, that really weren't invited back. I mean, I think Mecklenburg is the only one that he tried to talk. Back into uh, coming back out of retirement, but the rest of them, you know, he perched that culture of of we lost a lot of Super Bowls. That's not going to be the goal here. The goal is we're going to win Super Bowls. And and if and even if you're a good player, but all you knew was losing Super Bowls. He didn't really want you around, and I and no. that's a harsh thing to say. But sometimes it has to happen. And McManus, he you know he has some winning, but he's he's definitely known a lot of losing. Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, there's some players around that. Good players, maybe that's maybe that's what it takes. And I, I'm not I, I don't want them to, to go. Like I, I mean I love watching Justin Simmons out there playing, but sure change oftentimes brings something better. And maybe oh, that change is yeah. gonna hurt at first, but the ultimate goal is winning the Super Bowl.
1: And and it gets stale. I mean, I like that word purge. Sometimes you have to purge yourself of bad things, right? I'm trying to purge myself from eating all the crap that I ate on my trip and <laughs> trying to get healthier again, right? And I'm trying to purge my, not only my body, but my mind. I'm trying to think differently and trying to keep myself accountable and keep those people around me to stay accountable and keep me going. But you're exactly right. I mean, change is not always a bad thing. And speaking of change, I cannot wait to see the changes we're going to make on this show. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining. We're over um, by about six minutes, so we're going to start signing off. We're going to get to everybody in the next show as well. Be sure to hit up Tom on Twitter at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. You can get at the pod at M-H-I underscore pod. We would love it if you gave our mothership a follow as well. Um, that's, whoop, that's the at MHH pod that's at mile high huddle. That's the official Twitter. Uh, leave us a, a review as well. Let us know how we're doing. We do read those reviews. We take them very seriously and we appreciate everybody's time and support. Again, one thing you've heard me say over and over, I appreciate the super chats folks. I really do. But your time is the most valuable thing on this planet and you guys rocking with us. I mean, we've got over 300 eyes on us on our very first kind of pilot show of the new MHI uh, takeover, And that's super humbling. I can't wait to see where we get going and I can't wait to see what this staff looks like because they're working hard over there. Sean Payton's not just fulfilling his contractual Fox NFL duties this weekend. He's also making phone calls. He's wheeling. He's dealing. He's talking with George. He's talking with Condi, Greg, everybody over there at the Broncos on how we're going to bring this team back to relevance. Specifically, how do we get rid of those damn Kansas City Chiefs? yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely tom, super fun show man i can't yeah, wait to you. see where we're, where we're gonna get going again guys don't be uh a stranger hit up tom at thomas hall nfl and yep. then you'll see thomas two more times before the week is over legends a mile high on friday morning <laughs> and then you're gonna see orange and blue view with Ron White, that's our Saturday night show at 6 p.m. Mountain. Guys, Saturday shows are really, really hot, especially in the season, especially in the off season. A lot of business happens on the weekends, folks, especially in the NFL. And then when you guys are officially getting ready for your Broncos Sundays, man, what better show to watch than a Saturday night? Be sure to tune in to Tom and Ron on Orange and Blue View. I'm Luke Patterson saying always believe in that mile-high magic. Get at us on Twitter. Be good to each other. Go Broncos. Thank you.
3: mypatriotsupply.com